Most people will agree that a plan for retirement is necessary. So on today's podcast, we'll tackle your retirement readiness by making sure you can answer three very important questions. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Welcome. The conversation is back on with Fred Sade of the firm Money Matters USA. The name of the podcast is Money Matters USA. Fred Sade is a fiduciary and founder and managing director of this firm. Is someone who's been in the financial services industry for years and holds a Ph.D. in economics from Duke University. And his specialty area is retirement, retirement strategies. What are the best strategies for you? So keep in mind, you're listening wherever you are. And if you're away from Fred's area, you can schedule even a virtual consultation with Fred. He's always open to talking to you about retirement strategies. 800-593-8188 is how you reach Fred. And also the website is moneymattersusa.net. Greetings to you, Fred. Dave, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. That's that's great. We're about ready to gearing up to do some more of our video series too. So, uh, wow, you you get the word out in so many ways. You really do. You know what? We're, we're, We're doing the best we can. It's a very confusing time for people. Uh, I think, People are over reliant on the on the internet. There, there's no way that you can get complete information or even uh, know how accurate it is, and, and that over reliance uh, can cause people uh, considerable grief. And unfortunately, uh, people seem there are many people who seem to think that uh, they can they can just get the information. So why talk to an advisor? If I can get it, and then if it doesn't work out, well, nobody to blame but your, but yourself. What are you going to blame? Well, you know, I liken that trying to do it on your own, going on online. The same thing is if I had a rash on my arm, and I googled it, and yeah. all of a sudden I'm pulling up all these different possibilities, and of course my eyes go straight to the scariest ones. Absolutely, uh, and uh, I don't, I don't, I'm no better off. I may even be worse off than when I started. You know, it's just important with retirement planning. So important, especially to have a fiduciary helping you structure your plan and someone who, who gives you what you should consider before you launch your retirement. Everybody kind of has that age in mind, but you put together three and just three. There are many more questions that you can ask yourself, but three very important ones that you should have the right answer to. And we're going to go over those three and opening up. Uh, number one is, and I know Social Security maximization is an important part of this process, so it's what Social Security benefit am I in line for? Yeah, that is the place to start. For, for many people, about 40% of Americans, that's going to be their only source of income. And for others, it's going to be a significant amount of, of income. 
for mid-affluent people, it's going to replace the old defined benefit pension plan. And if you have a pension plan, that's great. And the Social Security uh, comes in on top of it and is at least inflation adjustment. And if you're, if you're very... If you're really affluent, it's still significant because with the right claiming strategy, uh, an affluent couple can get $60,000 a year. Well, if you look at that uh, as, a, as an equivalent, uh, that's, that's about, uh, oh, that, that's about a million and a half dollars, uh, the equivalent uh, uh, in terms of uh, income, and, and that's inflation adjusted. I think the single most important thing to say about this is to break the link between retiring and going out, rushing out to claim Social Security benefits. They are not one continuous act. They, they are separate uh, acts. And since Social Security could very well be important for you, it's, it's important to see how you can maximize your cash flow from Social Security. And before you do anything, you should go online. Uh, and if you have not created an account for yourself, you should create an account, download an income statement, review it, make sure it's, it's accurate, uh, at least eyeball it. Uh, and then the important thing is, especially if you are planning on retiring early, say 62, 63, in any event, before full retirement age, you should understand that once you get to age 60, Social Security is not actuarially determined. It's a series of steps that are, are used at different ages, and the steps seriously penalize anyone who claims early. So they're, they're the, 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 uh, cl the claiming strategy that is the percentage uh, of penalty is very significant. At, at, uh, at age 62, it's, it's about a 5% penalty. At, at 65, uh, it's, it's about a, a 6 and 3 quarters percent penalty. When you get to full retirement, age 66, 67, and if you defer, you've got that 8% build-in. Uh, forget the color for a minute. There's just no way you can seriously duplicate that that eight percent. At least one spouse, the highest earning spouse, should uh, have some kind of maximum cash flow strategy. And this this is an imperative. If you if you do the steps that I have that I am suggesting, uh, you'll be in much better shape uh, in how to address the Social Security claiming problem. There's so many options there in claiming, and it's, it really is important. It's just not as simple as it seems. And, and also, too, another couple of things I took from what you said, Fred, is even when you reach full retirement age, whatever that is for you, number one, doesn't necessarily mean you're ready to fully retire. Number two, it doesn't mean that you should claim right then and certainly waiting yes. till 70. And the other one of the reasons you're not maybe well, here's the question you ask yourself to help see if you're able to fully retire. Social Security was never meant to be the only the sole source of income in retirement. So the next question is, how much annual income will I get from my savings? That's a really important question. There are a lot of different 
uh, methodologies that that you can that you can use. Uh, most people are using uh, IRAs, four hundred one ks, or you know, or their or their equivalents. So before you say I'm ready to retire, you need to understand how much income. Uh, can I get uh, from my, from the money that I have uh, saved and, and invested that I've that I that I've put away, and you then have to uh, have a way to convert uh, and do the math to convert your assets uh, into uh, an income flow, and there are a lot of different uh, mathematical formulas, a lot of different theories, a lot of different ways in which you can do this. You, you, can, uh, you can do it through deaccumulation strategies, and that then uh, leaves you with the issue that we're all afraid of is, will I outlive my, my money? And uh, you can with, try to withdraw income, and that leaves you susceptible to a downturn uh, in the market, what happens if the market drops? What will you do? What will you do at at, at that uh, point? So you have to look at how much can I safely take uh, from my investments, and if the market is up, may want to take more money out than I actually need. Set that aside uh, in a cash bucket. And uh, when the market drops, uh, then uh, I can go to that bucket and, and get income. So I don't have to withdraw money uh, in, in a market that is uh, in, in decline. And um, this is where that Social Security strategy suddenly becomes very important. If you have a maximum cash flow Social Security strategy, then you're supplementing the Social Security strategy. Now, this is assuming that you don't have a defined benefit pension. If you're fortunate enough to have one and you have a maximum cash flow strategy with Social Security, all the, all the better. Then you may be able to adjust the amount of money that you need to take out because you have two sources of fixed income, the, although the Social Security is, is uh, inflation adjusted and, and that's built into the, uh, into the cake. Uh, your defined benefit pension, if you have one and you're fortunate enough to have one, is not. That, that's going to be a fixed benefit. So when you're looking at your investment portfolio, you have to say, what, how much can I withdraw uh, safely, and what do I have to do to try to adjust uh, to have a better understanding? Do I understand risk? I mean, there's always an assumption uh, that I, if I take risk, I'm going to have a favorable outcome. Nobody invests with the intention of, of, uh, of, of losing money. But nevertheless, that, that certainly uh, is a possibility, and you have to look and make sure that you have enough money uh, to cover your expenses. And if you think of your expenses as fixed expenses that you need to pay, you don't have much choice about that. They're fixed expenses. You pay them right now out of your out of your salary, out of your income, out of your commissions. However, you get you get paid, uh, you pay those expenses, and then you have to have money that is probably going to be there 
not necessarily guaranteed, but probably will be there. And then you have to have money that you're sending into the future to get some growth on it, uh, in order, in, or, again, to offset the risks of, uh, of, of longevity. So uh, the, um, the easiest uh, uh, theory that gets talked about all the time, of course, is Bengen's 4%. But the 4% is not a realistic number anymore. And it just, you know, depends if you want to use Morningstar's 3.3 uh, or, or Wade Fowles, uh 3% or, but there are other theories. There are about 12 different methodologies of how you can uh, either take income in, in a linear sort of way or whether or not uh, you want to go the deaccumulation uh, rate and uh, a method, I should say, and and make sure that uh, that you address the issue of uh, not outliving your money. And then, uh, speaking of longevity, you factor in healthcare. W- what a, a wide umbrella, too, because we're we're talking about if someone retires early before they're Medicare eligible, even when they are Medicare eligible, there's a, a great amount of out of pocket cost, and then eventually the possibility high with us living longer a probability of some long-term care. So how do you proactively protect yourself in all those areas? Well, if you're retiring before 65, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to figure out uh, how you're going to provide uh, health care coverage. If uh, there's an age disparity on spouse, your, your spouse is still working, uh, then maybe you're going to be covered under your spouse's uh, plan, and it may be contributory. Uh, but um, you may have to go into uh, the marketplace and buy uh, and buy co- uh, coverage. It might be Cobra. It, it might be a new plan. It might be through the exchange. Uh, and if, on the other hand, you're 65, uh, you can apply uh, for Medicare. Or if you're still working, you may you may have an option to be covered in part uh, by your company plan, which will will now be supplemental to uh, Part A Medicare. And if you want to explore Medicare uh, Advantage. Uh, you can you can do that. You get you get you get a free uh, conversion opportunity back uh, for the first year. In other words, you can try it. If you aren't satisfied, there's no insurability test uh, to go back the other way into traditional Medicare. Now, in most states, there's no insurability issue that arises uh, the first time you go into Medicare. But uh, if you want to change back, there there usually are insurability uh, issues, and so you may be locked into the to the to the plan that you chose, unless you decide to try, as I said, Medicare Advantage, and then you get that one year grace uh, with no insurability issue. So this is an important decision uh, that you have to that you have to make. You should. You'd be doing your research here, but you also, uh, and and the government, uh, the government has a, a couple of really good uh, websites. I'm not saying they're 100 percent accurate, but they but they are, but they are good. And you should be able to get uh, advice uh, from somebody who uh, who is a specialist in, in providing healthcare uh, coverage. I mean, you're you you're going to retire, whether it's fully or in part. Maybe it's full, maybe it's not, 
but you need to get answers uh, to all these three questions that we talked about, Social Security, the amount of income you can get uh, from your savings and investments, and what are you going to do about, about health care? Long-term care is a very, very real problem. Uh, it's, it's a function of, of longevity. And uh, even, even if you don't need full-blown health care, you know, until the last couple of years of life, the odds are that you are going to need adult daycare. At age 80, one-third of, of people age 80 are in adult daycare, and at, 80, and at 83, about 50% are in adult daycare. So uh, the, these are usually uh, memory uh, loss issues. It doesn't have to be Alzheimer's. It just can be memory loss to the onset of, of dementia. Well, uh, many of these adult daycare uh, operations are uh, state-supported, supported by taxpayer money. They're not free. Uh, we'll pay taxes to, to fund those. But if it goes beyond that, then you're going to have to figure out how you're going to pay for uh, these services, whether you bring them into your house, which is what people prefer, or whether it has to be an assisted living. So these, the, these expenses could very well drain uh, your, uh, your assets and, and your uh, portfolios. Now, you know, you may, you may want to retire. You're, you're anxious to, to sleep late and, and enjoy life, but you've got to make sure that you're retiring to something and you've got the resources uh, to be able to uh, call it quits. And that's, that's something that, that you need to do, and, and there's advice available if you want to take advantage of it. Well, it certainly is. And speaking of that, advice, uh, strategies, and a comprehensive review can be available with Fred at 800-593-8188. A very quick break, but we're back with more. Roth contributions are made with after-tax money, and Roth IRAs are a great tool for investors to leave wealth to their heirs. They're tax-free. Don't require RMDs during the original owner's lifetime. When we come back, some strategies to make sure you pass it along in the correct manner. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principal, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. Hey, we're back. It's Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. And that's, yes, Money Matters USA is the name of the podcast, the companion video series, but also the fiduciary firm founded by Fred Sade. And he is always ready and willing to talk to you about your retirement, the best strategies for you. People think about income and protection and proper growth and good tax strategies and the right way to claim Social Security in their retirement. And they also think about their heirs. Many people, legacy is so important to them. We're going to actually combine uh, uh, two great conversations here, Roth and the proactive uh, tax benefits potentially uh, for with that and also some legacy planning involving the Roth. They are made with after-tax money. Any distributions you take are tax-free as long as you're at least 59 and a half and have had the Roth IRA account for at least five years. But let's look at what are the, the right ways to pass along the Roth because, Freddie, can be a tax-free legacy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the... the 
I look, I look at the Roth IRA as one of the great wonders uh, of, of the world. I mean, there's nothing better than, than tax-free. When you're getting tax-free income, it's not going to be taxed at the state or federal level. I mean, it is just outstanding. And uh, uh, Roths are very popular. They're not always fully understood in, in how you go about it. And uh, sometimes people get into trouble and they make some mistakes as, as wonderful as the Roth, uh, as the Roth is. You know, I mean, that's it. That's it. And, um, and I, I know you're kind of zeroing in on how you can, how you leave the Roth um, and, and some pitfalls to avoid. And you're going to cover a lot of those. Yeah. Failing to name a beneficiary. Is that even an option, or do you have to name a beneficiary? No, you don't. You, the, the estate can always be the default oh. beneficiary, but it's really uh, important because of the SECURE Act, which uh, changed the rules of, of, um, of inheritance uh, on uh on 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 Roths, uh, well, it also changed it on on IRAs. So if you're you want to make sure that you're naming the proper uh, beneficiary um, right at the beginning. In other words, you open the account, name your beneficiary, and then periodically a beneficiary review. Uh, should be done, and 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 we do that uh, with our, with our clients. That's one of the things that we do. Now, some people say, "Well, that's not that's not planning." That's uh, yeah, but it is. I mean, if, if you're going to take the trouble to to save and invest and put this money away, don't you want it to go to the people you want it to go yeah. to, or do, you, or do you or do you want the surrogates court to, to decide who's going to get well, the I money? Don't want that default option, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you want to get it you want to get it to the people who you intend to have the have have the money and and there are beneficiary forms that you can uh fill out um and the Roth form is not necessarily it's going to be identified uh, as as a Roth uh IRA and this is important that that you get that uh, it, it, I Getting the right beneficiaries across the board is important, but it's even more important with the Roth because because of what the Secure Act uh, did to different classes of of beneficiaries. So that's that is a real issue. The rules change, and if the rules change, uh, it's like the rules of golf. Every year, I get a book in the mail. Mm-hmm from the New Jersey State Golf Association, which is a subsidiary of the whatever it is, whatever the national is called, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me. And and that tells us what the rules of the game are. And I always throw it in my bag because you never know uh, when when sometimes you, you need to know what the rules are. Sometimes they can put you at a disadvantage. I heard you were getting audited by the golf auditors because you were getting too many eagles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I, I, in my entire life, I, I, I looked out to have one hole in one. It was with the, I don't even use this club anymore. It was a seventh field wood. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and the, the ball took a nice bounce and it dribbled in, and there was a par three. That's the only one. That's the only hole in the You one did I get ever one though. Got. Yeah, one, one. And, and right now, and I don't use a seven field wood uh, any anymore. I use a nine field wood now. So I get get a little bit more distance. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, there are people who are, there, you know, um, there was there was a uh, woman. Uh, I don't know if she's still alive, but the Wall Street Journal did an article on her some years ago, and she did give exhibitions around the country at different golf courses and whatnot. And she could she could do hole on she could get a hole in one at will. What? She at will? How, at will? Yeah, she explained how she does how she did it. I don't know if she's around anymore, but uh, it was it was amazing uh, to me. Uh, I read the article uh, and I watched. Uh, uh, if you go to wow. I can't think of her name, but might be able to find it in YouTube and, and see one see one of her exhibitions. I mean, she's just, just astounding. She could do one after the other, after the other, after the other. Uh. No trick shots, nothing. She just regular clubs. I mean, you know, not nothing special about the clubs. <laughs> Allison, what is her name? Allison? Could Here. be. Calm. I don't remember. I'm I'm just did some um I'll, I'll, I'll check it. I'll get the research department, but I, I, I was, I did a, just a quick search on woman who could get a hole in one. It will, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll see if we can find that. You know, right. you talked about the naming the right beneficiary. Obviously, um, if it's a married couple, both spouses are still alive. That's where it would go initially. And, and the secure act didn't kill the stretch IRA with spouses and it doesn't yeah. really matter whether Roth anyway, non-spouses still have to liquidate in 10 years, but right. you don't have the tax consequences, but are there, are there any tax consequences for secondary beneficiaries or, or younger beneficiaries? Yeah, there could be, uh, you could have in the state of regeneration skipping, uh, tax um, because, um, grandchildren are not considered to be uh, designated beneficiaries. In other words, it's non-designated and designated, uh, and and grandchildren are not considered designated beneficiaries. So, if the, if a grandchild, if you if you leave the Roth to a grandchild, you 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 will have estate tax consequences by by doing that. Uh, you can leave it to your children. Uh, but the, and they have to liquidate with, within ten years. Now Ed Slot, uh, who is the country's leading IRA expert, Ed Slot's of the view that um, you should let it ride for ten years, get the maximum return, and then take a single withdrawal. He calls it a single RMD strategy. It's not really an RMD, but but that's his advice. But you don't have to take it. You you can take it out every year. You can take it out in a year where you have a lower income. Uh, and don't forget, even even though you have an R, you have to take the money out, it's not taxable. Mm -hmm. I I heard um heard an interview uh, with um a, a senator who's on the uh, Senate Finance Committee, and he was, and he was asked about uh, what's the rationale for doing this. 
It's, it's what you would think. Uh, they're, they're hoping that you're going to take the money and you're going to spend it some way or put it in a brokerage account and you're going to have taxes one way or the other. Maybe they get you for capital gains, maybe mm -hmm. they get you for ordinary income, maybe they get you for sales tax, whatever it might it might be. That, Once you liquidate, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's, it's kind of specious because um, I'm not even – because the next question was, what's the CBO's projection? And the answer was, we didn't ask the CBO to give uh, us one. Uh. So I guess, I guess this is really, uh, I guess this is really an argument more than uh, uh, yeah, policy. More than, more, yeah. than, more than policy. Yeah. 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 That's what it sounds. What? What? what and I, I apologize if you did cover this, but if you missed the ten years, if you let that run out, what happens? Penalty, 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 penalty. Oh yeah, you know it's it's you don't want you don't want to do that. Now now you're back to the same situation as missing an R, an RMD if if this was uh, you know a taxable account. You don't want to run afoul uh, of this. You you got you got a ten year window. Uh, take it out any way you want, and as long as it's it's out by ten years, you yeah. you are golden. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, if, if, if we have time, uh, is to talk about trusts. Do we have time for that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, be, be, yeah, you know, first of all, you have to decide if you're going to use a trust because you have to decide what do you want the trust to do. Now, before the SECURE Act, people used what were called conduit trusts. They were also called uh, see-through trusts. Because basically, you would you would leave the you would leave the RMD that would go through that, and it would see through to the beneficiary. And it was a very convenient and very effective way to get money to the correct uh, beneficiary, and you made sure that they would get the the RMD. Now, um, if you use a conduit trust right now, there's no tax benefit. Uh, to, to using the ta there's no benefit to using the, the conduit trust. Now you couldn't use it. You could use it for Ross. You can also use it for IRAs, but it's it's going to make the distribution for you. <coughs> Excuse me. So you have to decide on a Roth. Do I want that distribution made every year because it's going to see right through to the to the beneficiaries. So. Uh, you can use what's called an accumulating trust. Uh, if you use an accumulating trust, the trust has the option not to make the distribution, and then you can have you can have your single payment out at the end of of year ten, and that will require some. If you're going to do that, that's going to require some additional uh, pl uh, planning. And um, again, Ed Slot has um, the our country's leading IRA uh, Roth expert, the person that all of us consult when we're not sure. Uh, he he um, is in favor of using the accumulating trust if you're going to go that route. So you have to decide: is is that you have to decide if you want to use a trust and what its purpose what its purpose would be. So that, that's the decision that, the, that you as the individual uh, have to make. Well, there's a lot to consider. Certainly is, I tell you what, I, I'd love to. I mean, if I'm going to inherit an IRA, I'd love it if it's a Roth. 
<laughs> That's a nice one to inherit, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Uh, 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 yes. Um, you know, th th I just read something. Um, it, it, um, it really wasn't talking about Peter Thiel, but it was talking about some other people. Oh, it was younger, younger folks who, who, who are putting uh, Bitcoin um, uh, and non-fungible tokens and that sort of stuff. They're putting those into Roths. Mm. Right now, in, in the hope that uh, that eventually the uh, these assets will will become uncorrelated to the to the S and P, and they will stand on their on, on their own. Right now, they're not, but their hope is they will, and uh, and that they will grow in value, and uh, and they will have uh, this enormous growth, uh, you know, in in the. Um, in the Roth, and uh, they will they will have tax free uh, gains to be seen. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, what happens uh, with, with that? that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you asked me about RMDs. Uh, oh, beneficiaries. What uh, if um, suppose suppose you didn't name a a beneficiary, uh, and you now have to go to probate the the surrogate says we need to we need to probate this thing so um what's the story here if you die intestate it's one story if you die with a will it's it's another story if, if you are intestate uh, then that means the state has a will for you, and the state will decide who, who gets the Roth um, proceeds. It's usually going to be, be your closest uh, relative who is, who is going to get it. Uh, and that may or may not be uh, what, you, what you want. I mean, mo most estate planning does not reverse all the laws of intestacy. I mean, you're just, you're just picking those areas that, that you have a profound interest in and you want things to go your way. And so you're, you're, you know, selecting what you, what you want, and that's going to be reflected in your uh, documents. You know, for the most part, one of the, one of the things that people want to accomplish with the state planning is maintaining control from the grave. And if you can, and if you can show them that, that they will be able to contain, uh, maintain control and get what they want after they're gone, most people are okay with, with the state planning. And if you don't estate plan, then, you know, you're stuck with the intestacy laws and you're pretty well guaranteed that you're not going to get what you want. Well, lots to consider, as always, with retirement planning. So many components, and Fred Sade is there to help guide you getting that plan constructed and then being there with you along the way in a fiduciary manner. And he's available with a phone call to 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. Fred's also committed to getting out great information, helpful and educational information on this podcast and on the companion video. Series. Well, Fred, we're gearing up to launch some more videos, and we'll be back next week for another session with this podcast. Yes, we will. We're looking forward to it. Oh, me too. And thanks so much for being with us. Stay with us on the podcast, Money Matters USA.
Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.